<laughs> Welcome in. What an intro. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's the dog pound today, baby, on the average football enjoyers. Uh, I'm Jason, joined today with Dan. Dan, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Jacob, say hi. Hello. Reese, say hi. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're your average. Jason, say hi. Uh, Hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long week. <laughs> uh, last weekend kind of disappointed me. That's like a like a you're at like some sort of like breakfast place like IHOP and like you're hungover and the like waitress comes over with like way too much energy. She's like, Hey, welcome to IHOP. Would you like to try the Rudy Tooty Fruity Pancakes? And she's like, ah like no. hi. <laughs> what cool (laughs) i guess so i guess so (laughs) but you know what can you expect after last weekend's disappointment of football um there were only a couple games that actually ended up being good uh we've got some places we'll go with it but we'll first sum up quickly uh Bengals close game with the raiders dan you thought the raiders would win but hey it was very close yeah, lost some money on that one. Lose some money. <laughs> it, it was close. I was because I was I was in the casino that night, and so like as the clock was expiring, I was just at the blackjack tables and just a bunch of degenerates like yelling that had betted for the Raiders, and oh. uh, you know, they didn't Derek, even cover, Derek, man. Yeah, Derek Carr just lay, lays an egg. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. They actually like watch the games in betting places. Yeah, they got TVs everywhere there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Do they have yeah, Sunday ticket. Cool. Huh? Did they have Sunday ticket? Um. Well, I think it was just nationally broadcasted. So, but like, do you know, like, if they have Sunday ticket, then because if they have Sunday ticket and the normal ones, it's kind of funny to imagine just betting five dollars a week just to watch Sunday ticket. Yeah. And like, you might win some of it back. That'd be pretty. Yeah. I think it. You know what? Make a profit out of it. (laughs) Out of watching football for free. We should uh, move our Red Zone Sunday watch parties uh, from Zoom or Robbie's house or Jacob's apartment. Uh, the Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah. Or just the closest casino that is sports betting. Um, I, I don't think we have any in Georgia, do we? No. There's probably no. some in Alabama. Yeah. That's they're like always that. right across the border. Yeah, like <laughs> right They always set them right by the border. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It won't be too far. Um, I mean, your drive from Noonan to Smyrna is like four hours, isn't it, Reese? Uh, yeah, give or take. <laughs> so, you know, probably about the same to a casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Does anyone have any takes on well, that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I have one, one singular take on this game is Joey B is the truth. What a stud. Boom. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. I, I guess I'll talk about, like, the controversy about that one call, though. It's, I don't think it made a difference at all, but it's one of, like, it's the first time in a while that I've seen the NFL actually punish the refs for like a really bad job where they like whistled him out of bounds and then the play should have been over, but they allowed the touchdown anyway. And it's one of the first times I've seen the refs ever be punished for something like that. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Jerome Boger probably isn't going to be coaching like a uh, refing for the rest of the um playoffs because it's not like it just takes one whistle and it was one guy blowing a whistle that was bad it was they that should never have been a touchdown once the whistle was blown it was 
the play's done. So I'm glad the NFL actually, you know, punished a ref for once. So they, so they actually did blow a whistle. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if there was a whistle blown, the play should have been dead. I didn't know that there was a whistle blown. Yeah. I thought that there was just some confusion on the play and that the Raiders players just thought they heard a whistle or something like that. No, it was because Burrow was going out of bounds, but like he stayed yeah. in. So. Yeah, he definitely stayed in. Um, that's interesting. I did hear that Bogert was not going to get another game in the postseason, which is definitely interesting to hear yeah. that they're like Just, yeah, punishing a referee for making a mistake. I don't get why you blow the whistle. I mean, it's you can always bring it back, you know. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, don't blow the whistle on the field, and you can always bring it back under a review. Yeah, review it, yep. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, that's usually what they do. Yeah. I think I did see – sorry, Jason, I know you had your hand up, but I did see, the, like, the ref, like, they have, like, the press availability after the game. Apparently, like, a whistle is, like, not a reviewable play, like a, a, a an error in the whistle. I, I mean the other way. So, if they didn't blow it on the field. Gotcha. For him going out of bounds, yeah. Um, Wait, the refs, the refs have a press conference? Yeah, yeah, they get it's like the most basic shit. It's like and they never Yeah, they've they never ask, seen like, they I've ask like why that. did why did you make this call? And they're like, Well, according to section two, blah 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 of this, so this is the rule. They don't give any actual real insight. Um, I'll say this. I mean, the Raiders defender was not making a play no matter what at the time of the whistle, and then also to be able to hear and make that reaction. I think that play was pretty much as good as over anyway at the time of the whistle. I guess you should say it's not a touchdown, but I really don't think it had an impact on the play either. Uh, just, you know, suck to see. And and to Dan's point, uh, every penalty should be reviewable, uh, bar none. It should be. At the very least, you should be able to use a challenge flag on any penalty. Yeah, you should. That should be added. And you should be able to, like, and everything should be reviewable. Uh, it shouldn't automatically be reviewed, maybe, but um, – even Canadian football lets you challenge all penalties. So, you know, <laughs> it's easy to do. That's a very, that's a very interesting point. Um, I, I'm not going to like say that you're wrong or anything like that, because I guess if Canadian football does that and there's like significant proof that the games aren't extremely longer in Canada than they are in the U S then you know, maybe that is a compelling argument for every penalty being reviewable, but I don't, I don't know. I still don't. I don't know if I like that. It's okay. You can keep licking the ref boot as long as you want, Reese. <laughs> Our it's next not game. really. It's not really that I'm licking the ref boot. It's just that I don't want. I don't want to see like 20 minutes extra worth of like a referee reviewing a call that they already made, and mm-hmm. then someone cha- say someone challenges it. it the ref is like how many how often is a referee going to go back and say you know what yeah i actually did make the wrong call there you know i i disagree with what i just said 30 seconds ago you know it like it i don't know how often that, things that's what they do referring. anyway well yeah but but quite often they stick yeah. with their own call they don't they don't really overturn calls very often i think it's yeah and i mean they already tried the pass interference thing and they just thought it was slowing the game down too much um i hate the they pass should... interference thing like you don't like that they got rid of it or had it? No, no, I didn't like that they had it that yeah. uh, for one for that one season. I I, I didn't like that. Yeah. I think it I, mean, was, I think it was an overreaction of the the uh, Saints Rams playoff game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that was like a kind of a cheap cop out to make up for what they felt was hard done for the for the Saints. I think it was kind of dumb to make that decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like the solution, uh, like in terms of like missed calls and like terrible refing, is less of oh you should be able to review this play and slow the game down. It should be more of okay, these refs need to actually have some real discipline for making shitty calls and calling shitty games outside of the fact by the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's they're, they're looking at the sky judge right now, basically just an overarching judge that reviews everything. And I, I really hope they bring that back from the, the AFL or whatever. I think it was the XFL, wasn't it? XFL, yeah, the XFL sky judge, uh, which is just amazing. Um and that's how it should be, <laughs> at least. We need a sky judge. But it looks like not this season, but hopefully soon. Um, more, I guess not disappointment. Well, this one's disappointment. The raiders Bengals wasn't really. Uh, but the Bills absolutely blew the fuck out of the Patriots. Just constant, literally touched down every drive. Um, Patriots had no answers on any side of the ball. Incredibly terrible football game to watch, unless you were a Bills fan or a Patriots hater. Um. Those are my takes. The AFC is really fun. The AFC playoffs are really fun this year just because it's full of people who are, I would say, like fan favorites. Um, like the Bengals, Bills, and Titans are like three really fun teams to root for. They haven't been dominating the playoffs recently, and it's just kind of the sign of a new era, I think, in the AFC. Hmm. Of course, the Chiefs are still there. I think the Chiefs are even fun to root for, Jacob. I know I'm they're... Just- I know they're like a powerhouse, yeah. but I still like I still like watching them play. Yeah, I'm just saying, kind of more recently, um, on who's been who's been good, you know. And the Bills have been good. The Titans have been good. Um, this is the Bengals' first playoff one in like thirty something years. But seeing these three as like the powerhouse in the AFC just makes the league so much more fun. And they all have like fun, exciting players on them. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't really like Josh Allen or even the Bills fan base. And then, of course, um, you know, Mike Vrabel is one of the funnest coaches to watch in the NFL, and Derrick Henry when he's healthy. Um, and it's kind of hard not to root for Tannehill and the kind of trajectory that his career has had. So the AFC is just so, so fun to watch, and I would say a, a whole league above the NFC this year, which – you know, it, it, it's fun, but it's just kind of, you know, the same old teams. I think the NFC is better, though, like in terms of football. Like, I think any of that's not what I asked. Saying. We're the talking the about fun, Jason. Better. You said the AFC was better than the NFC. So, yeah, better to watch. I think the, yeah, I definitely. think they are better. Entertaining for sure. I don't know. I think the AFC is all is at the, more the top ex- better. They're more explosive. I'll say that, but they're not like, I don't know. It's when you watch the NFC, they're football teams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'll say, I'll say this about the AFC. Like they have like so many good storylines in the AFC, Mm -hmm. right? In the NFC, you have like, Oh, you have Brady. Oh, you have like the Rams going Mm -hmm. all in. Oh, you have Aaron Rodgers. But in the AFC, it's like the Raiders come in, like they had their head coach fired. They had, of the whole rugs incident, they went through so much adversity. You have the Bengals who who haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. You have the Bills who are who are good, but still are looking for that Super Bowl they haven't gotten. And the, you know, Patriots post Tom Brady, like all of these storylines are so 
fun and uh, like Titans as well um, with Derrick Henry and how, how good they're doing. So I think that the storylines in the AFC are just top tier. You see how much funner a conference is when Brady leaves it. <laughs> it's just for the game's funner when Brady's not in your conference. It's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, the NFC was pretty exciting. <laughs> like yeah. right before he went yeah, it's, it's like, who gets to beat the Packers this year? <laughs> what lucky team gets to go to Green Bay and win a conference championship? <laughs> um, and to the AFC point, we were totally robbed of some even better storylines. Like Jonathan Taylor uh, and the Colts missed the playoffs. Justin fucking Herbert missed the playoffs. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on. There's probably yeah. like, but that's just like right at the top. I'm thinking of uh, the Dolphins are starting to look exciting. Maybe they were before they fucking fired Brian Flores. What the hell was that about? Anyway, and uh, uh, real quick on the on the Chargers is we would got the Chargers at the Chiefs. I think. Right. Which is so much better than watching, you know, Ben Roethlisberger go out and <laughs> do his best. Yeah, we were definitely robbed of a Chargers playoff appearance. That that hurts so bad. I, I really couldn't care less about the Colts because I don't really trust them in a playoff game. But the, the Chargers, man, they could have done something crazy. They could have put up like 40 points. You never know. They're just so, like, explosive and inconsistent. That's – um. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to do some editing real quick. Reese, can you scoot back where we can see your Chargers hoodie and say, wait, even more, and say, we were totally robbed of a Chargers playoff appearance. We were totally robbed of a Chargers playoff appearance, and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> thank you, Chargers fan. Yeah, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have called that timeout. Would have been a tie. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nah, man, there was, there was only a few seconds left on the play clock anyway. You stopped them on that third down. It's a, <clears> like, you got to yeah. stop them. You got to stop but them. That's, you know, but, you, that's, but that's why they called it a timeout, though, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so, the, so Staley said that he didn't like the way the defense was lined up, and he knew they were going to run the ball, but he didn't like the personnel they had on the field, blah, blah, blah. Either way, they knew they were going to run the ball, and they still let them get a first down, which is just inexcusable. But, I mean, I don't know how much the, the timeout had to do with that loss. That's the worst to me is when, when a team's trying to, trying to kill time. It, it was like watching it for uh, the end of that San Francisco-Dallas game where you know they're going to run the ball, you know they're going to kill clock, and you let them do it anyway. Yeah, and you still let them get a first down or get within inches. I thought uh, – I thought was it Debo? that had that carry that was like inches away. Yeah. I thought that was a clear first down, but Jason and Robbie said it was, it was not. So I, I think I that, stand corrected, but I, th I think the call was right on it being short. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Hey, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have gotten the funniest playoff game ending in like the last 10 years. Yeah. So. Yep. And at the expense of America's favorite team to hate. Hey, so. If you don't, if you don't like that, you don't like Dallas football, buddy. That's <laughs> Dallas football right there. <laughs> I fucking picked them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. You should know it wasn't going to happen when they let Cliff Kingsbury run all over them like three weeks ago. I Making mean, Cliff Kingsbury look they, like when Andy. They hired uh, Mike McCarthy initially, dude. And I literally all season was like, I don't trust Dak Prescott. I hate Dak Prescott. I don't really like Ceedee Lamb. Not a fan of the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott sucks. And then it's playoff time, and I'm like, Cowboys, most complete team in the NFL. <laughs> What the hell? Did, did you see the tweet? And I know that we're talking about the Cowboys and the Bills recap, but um, uh, 
like, did you see that tweet where it's like Mike McCarthy knew the team wasn't ready during the prayer? Everyone looks scared. Mike McCarthy <laughs> said that. What? Are you serious? Yeah. No, I need, to, I, need to, I need to see that now. Oh, yeah. It was That's like, like, like they look nervous or whatever. No way. Yeah, it's like, no dude, way. you're the fucking coach. You're the, you, like, like, they're <laughs> nervous. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no freaking way! My boys the... are looking nervous. Oh my god! Anyway, did, did the Cowboys? Did the Cowboys have a defensive coordinator? Yeah, Dan Quinn. So they have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. So that that that's not only your job. That's like really your only job. It's not yeah. like oh, I was I was in my own head worried about like coordinating, but that is your only job as a head coach if you have two coordinators. Dude, I can't believe he said that. That is hilarious. Um. Uh. I guess we'll go ahead and jump to the recap of the Cowboys game since we're talking about it because the game after that was the Eagles Buccaneers. That game sucked. Eagles lost because they didn't put in Gardner Minshew. Nothing yep. to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Eagles fans are gonna be, you know, as you know, down bad as like the the Cowboys or yeah. Cardinals fans or whatever, because I mean, that's kind of what happens when you extend the playoffs and no one really thought that no one had the Eagles winning this game at the end of the day. Like they can say they were a bit hopeful. It wasn't pretty. The Eagles aren't really that great of a team, but they made the playoffs and it's good experience. And that's all you can really take away from it. If you're Philadelphia is that you went and you played a, a playoff game, your quarterback, and your coach got to see what it was like being in a playoff game. And that's not really the worst. That's not the worst trophy coming out of the season. Yeah. The, the only thing about the, the Eagles is that it like it really fascinates me. I know they have all those first round picks, so they're in like a good mm-hmm. enough position, but for them to automatically say that Jay, that Jalen hurts is the starting quarterback next season. I, to me, it's just like, Dude, what are you what are you doing? Like, I, maybe he develops and like improves. I think he will improve, but it's like that. I, it, it felt like Jalen Hurts lost them that game. Like after like three drives, I was like, dude, just put in Minshew. Seriously, just put in Minshew. Throw the ball. Um, they're saying that because they know that someone's paying a first round pick for Gardner Minshew over the next season, and so therefore they know that Hurts is going to be the quarterback. I think they would be happy to get away with like a third round pick for Minshew. I don't think, I don't, I think first or second is unrealistic, but it would be, in my opinion, would be a steal and would be, you know, like for the Browns, Dan, this might hit close to home for you, but like if the Browns were to give up a third rounder for, for Minshew, dude, that's a steal. I mean, you get him, you get him a receiver in the first round or a second round. I mean, dude, Mm -mm. were were they asked if, uh, was the question hurt is hurts going to be the starting quarterback next year? Were they asked? Yeah, yeah, like they they said like with no like very directly like yeah. he's the starter we believe in. No, I mean that's what you got to do if yeah. that's if that's your starter at the time. It's a young quarterback. He's coming off a bad playoff loss on national TV. His first playoff game. You got to say that. You can't go out and be like ah I don't know we're going to shop around and then if he ends up being a starting quarterback, you got to go out there and be like this is our guy um we're 100 behind him there's really nothing else you know he's the quarterback you gotta mm-hmm. as a head coach as anyone on the team you gotta throw your weight behind him as much as you can while he still is your starting quarterback and if a decision changes then you'll just be like uh you know yep. things yep. change you know now this guy's our starting quarterback and now we're completely behind him mm-hmm. um before we move on to the next game matt ryan 
Terry, GM of the Atlanta Falcons. If you're listening, hey, Matt Ryan, just retire. Literally just retire. Just please, Matt, do not retire. Don't listen to this man. He's crazy. Just He's deranged. Walk, just literally walk away. You're good. Just, I love you, Matt Ryan. I really do. And because of that, I want to just let you go, Matt. Literally just get out of there. Go enjoy your family. Let them leave. And then, and then Terry, my man, third, fourth rounder for Gardner Minshew. Bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> okay. That I actually would be really happy with that. Okay. And then, I would have, I would be happy about that. And I tell you this because Gardner Minshew feeds his tight ends. Kyle Pitts, you've already mortgaged your future for essentially by using. And your- we've still got at least another year of Hayden Hurst. And another year of Hayden Hurst. Plus, Corderell probably has one season left. You know, start, you know, Matt Ryan, just literally walk away. You've just had twins. <laughs> like, just literally, like, just go enjoy your, just go enjoy your family, man. Like, literally, like, don't, don't, like, the stress of the Atlanta Falcons is not worth it. That's why your boy Calvin Ridley's leaving. So well, he's, he, <laughs> if he leaves, he's leaving, like, what, $30 million on the exactly. table? Exactly. So you can, you know, get Gardner Minshew on budget. Use some draft picks. Matt Ryan. Why, but why, why should why should Matt retire if he's going to be $30 million richer? He's fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. But yeah, I guess. I'm sure the Falcons, the Falcons are stuck in what's called quarterback purgatory, mm-hmm. where you've been with this guy for a while and he's good. He's not bad. He's not the issues with the team, but you got you to gotta kind of think it's time to move on, but you don't really have a reason to get rid of him. It's like, you know, like the Eli Manning, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers effect. It's like, it's not happening. If it was going to happen, we know the year it was going to happen, but it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And so, I mean, it's that's life sometimes. That's life, life, baby. Like, you know, like (laughs) I'm sure the Falcons would be more than happy to be like, hey, we'll sign you to a one day, like fucking $10 million contract, Um, you know, and that's fine, you know, but just it's time for everyone to move on and bring in the future of Gardner Minshew, Manshew. Apparently, Milf Hunter. <laughs> Big time. Big time. <laughs> and it's time to talk about the hilarious Cowboys 49ers game that we've talked about a lot. Um, we've had a tweet shared. Uh, would anyone like to talk about this tweet uh, from Troy Aikman on the usage of CD Lamb? Um, yeah, let me, let me actually, I'll just read the, t- the, the quote just so that people who are listening know what we're talking about. Um, so this was uh, Troy Aikman on uh, DFW Ticket, a local radio show here in Dallas. And the quote was um, in regards to uh, the Cowboys performance, quoting now, San Francisco rushed four guys for the most part. They blissed occasionally, but they're a four-man rush football team. But a lot of times when you say that, then you think they're playing coverage. They mixed in some coverage, but there was a lot of single coverage on CeeDee Lamb. I hate going back to when I was playing because nobody cares, but what I see around the league and it's not just Dallas, I've seen it with a lot of teams. A lot of these offenses want to scheme things, the coordinators. uh, It's all about scheme rather than this corner is playing soft. He's scared to death. Just run the route tree, run a comeback, run a dig, run a curl, run anything. You're going to complete the pass whenever you want. Uh, Michael Irvin would have had 10 uh, catches at halftime if they played us the way they played CeeDee Lamb at that game, the game is not that difficult. 
I've got a great player at wide receiver and a corner that is playing single coverage. Throw him the ball. He's going to win most of the time. Sometimes it's easy to make fun of the the game is easy quote. But what what you saw on Sunday with the Cowboys is a perfect example of how analytics are ruining football in some sense. They're running to play at the end of the game where uh, they run out of time. And McCarthy goes up there and says, oh, we have an analytics guy. He told us this was the best play. And then you talk about the scheme about C.D. Lem. Oh, we were just running our scheme. We're trusting the system. Sometimes you just got to get rid of the system and the scheme and just remember that football's about uh, your best 11 guys versus their best 11 guys and just go out there. And if you see a guy terrified, you've got to make the play. It's that simple. There's, you don't need to worry about the scheme or the analytics or the play success rate all the time. Sometimes you just got to go out there and just throw the ball. It, I, I, I kind of agree with Aikman on that front. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll say this. I don't think it's necessarily like analytics that is driving it. I think it's like these coaches are just trying to get too cute with it. Like I, I look at like some of like the best teams, like Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams, that connection. Like if it's, if it's single coverage, even on a run play, dude, Aaron Rodgers, like, fuck it. I'm just going to pass it to Devonte and it's going to work. Um, so I, I kind of agree with the quote, but I always hate when like, people who used to play and don't anymore like oh i would have done that easily like i kind of hate that um but he is he does what he is saying it, it there is some truth in it <laughs> I, li- I like how aikman was basically just like yeah i completely relied on my players like yeah. to be good <laughs> i was so bad he limped into the hall of fame aikman is like the funniest quarterback because like he wasn't really that good of a quarterback because he just had like Emmett Smith and Irvin, and then he like how many? So he won a couple of Super Bowls, and then he becomes an announcer, and he's also like not that good of an announcer. Like no one likes him or Joe Buck. He's just kind of skating through whatever he does. Yeah, like he's just like whatever. I'm I'm here. I guess they needed a guy to talk with Joe Buck for four hours a week, and that's me. <laughs> I would do that job for free. In fact, no, that job's harder than it looks. I know. Sure. I know. I know. <laughs> do I'll do it for free, but only if I can do it with Tony Romo. <laughs> or um or what's his name? Um the the one who mostly does college, who gets like really like any time a catch is made. He's like, whoa! Who is that? Um Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to yeah. do it with Gus. I would want to. I'd, I'd want to do it with like Booger McFarland, dude. That guy's a clown. No. I don't yeah, know. Dude. Just he's saying the stupidest shit, and you're just like, I would just one up it. I'd yeah. be, I would be. Like, I would just like try to one up everything. Just say something yeah. dumber than what he said. Um, Gus Johnson actually used to call uh, UEFA Champions League soccer games for Fox, which was just amazing. It was so funny hearing him like basically use his football style of commentary on soccer matches was just so funny uh, commentators 40 i'll say this about the 49ers um the 49ers roster is not particularly great and a performance like that against a team that does have a really good roster just shows that sometimes playoff football is all about coaching and all about going out there and just 
telling your players, like motivating your players in the right game. It's the Eagles didn't do it, but you know, the 49ers did it. Shanahan went out there. He prepped his guys. He's a veteran in the playoffs. You know, Garoppolo, not that great of a quarterback, but he did what he needed to do. Um, the players that are stars on the 49ers stepped up like Debo Samuel. And that just shows the difference between a coach like Kyle Shanahan, who can prepare his team, versus Mike McCarthy, whose team is apparently scared during the prayer circle. <laughs> and I'll say this before we move on to our next call. I'll say this. Uh, the 49ers are almost a perfect example of what Troy Aikman was trying to say by forcing the ball into Debo Samuel's hand, forcing the ball into George Kittle's hand. Uh, Eli Mitchell is a stellar rookie running back and he looks amazing um, on what he's shown so far this season. I don't know if that's a scheme thing or what, but he looks great. Um, And the 49ers rely on that Uh, and they're winning their games. And I would be very shocked if they got blown out by the Packers we'll talk about that later um but they're a good team so yeah I'll say I'll say one thing I don't I don't agree with the take that the 49ers don't have that great of a roster Mm -hmm. I'd I'd say like like that receiving core of Debo who's like more a receiver plus really Iuke's good um, then you got Mitchell, who's who's a stud in the running back position, and then like Jimmy G's eight, but that defense is that especially that defensive line with Bosa, absolutely shredded the Cowboys before Bosa got injured. Like, I don't know. I think I think I we'll we'll get to the game of our predictions of the next game, but I think the 49ers uh, are pretty solid. Although I will say, Jason, before before we uh, go move on to this game that was just depressing to watch um my biggest takeaway from cowboys 49ers was that mike mccarthy is just probably the most underwhelming head coach in the nfl and it's just the packers the packers fans watching that game were probably just overjoyed at at how bad he mismanaged the end of that game and not even the end of the game um just the whole game itself i mean it felt like every drive was just disrupted by some sort of stupid penalty or stupid play, you know, just, it, it was hilarious. And, and as a Falcons fan, I have no, I have no sympathy for the Cowboys. So, I mean, it was just funny to watch them fall apart like that. And to see Dan Quinn um, versus Kyle Shanahan was hilarious. Um, and, and I definitely was rooting for Kyle Shanahan because I think he's extremely competent as a head coach. So anyways, we'll move it's, on. If the cow, if the Falcons are stuck in quarterback purgatory, then the Cowboys are stuck in head coach purgatory. He's doing yeah. just enough. He's doing just enough. He yeah. won. He won just enough games. He won. He got just enough far, like into a competitiveness of the playoff games, to where if you fired him from an outsider, if you don't really watch the Cowboys, you'd see it and you'd go, "I don't get how he got fired." You know, they yeah. were the number three seed. You know, they didn't they played a close game, but you can't fire a guy for, you know, losing the first games of the playoffs to a pretty good team. But then you yeah. watch it and you're like, ah, yeah, no, I get it. Like they're winning in spite of him, not because of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, the, oh, you're forgetting one important detail of, of another reason why he's not going to be fired is because he slept over at Jerry Jones house when he, uh, during the hiring process. So they're like besties. He's so awesome. He can't, stuff. He he's, can't he's possibly awesome stuff. fire him. He can't. Awesome well, yeah. He, Jerry Jones can't he's, possibly he's, fire him. He saw a picture of Jerry Jones with Ghislaine Maxwell. 
And now, yes, he now, did. now he's here to stay. You heard it here first. <laughs> Do you guys think they played Fortnite? Yeah, they played. Yeah. Uh, who who was it that rented out like? Or that and was they playing, probably skinny dipped. Who was it that was playing Fortnite in the Cowboys Stadium? Oh, that was like the that Jonas Brothers or something. That was, was the Tim, Jonas Brothers. No, no, no. It was Tim the Tap Man. Who? Oh no, he played Call of Duty in in the in the Cowboys Stadium. Same yeah, wait, thing. who? Who? I think I think it was one of the Jonas Brothers. It, there's maybe. a Twitch streamer. There's a Twitch streamer uh, that he's a he's a part of the Cowboys uh, esports that they own an esports organization and he signed with them, and so they let him play on the jumbotron um, and like sit in the the press box and play. Yeah, I I thought it was a Jonas. I thought it was someone with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, now on to Cheelers Chiefs. The Steelers play played. The Steelers played the Chiefs. That's what happened. They played them. Football was had. Big Ben, I hope you hear this and you know, congratulations on your career. I'll say nothing more. Uh, it's his career of what? You know, congratulations. And uh, yeah, any takes? Chiefs look better than I thought they would, to be honest. Like, I really thought they would be close. Uh, that would be my take. Like, you know, Chiefs um, Chiefs look a lot better uh, in this game than, you know, I was really had felt that they looked this season. So. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, big numbers in his career, low numbers when talking about the ages of the woman he slept with. Big ben, or everybody. the women that he was accused of sexually assaulting slash raping. And I say slept with, with the lightest – lightest tone possible yeah yeah i i kind of had to that was that was doing a lot in the of work. area for that you we're doing a lot of work there yeah that's why i just said congratulations on your career <laughs> and uh nothing more <laughs> um you know uh yeah uh and another football game happened on monday night um the cardinals tried their best against the rams one more thing. If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I'm I'm going to Kansas City and I'm forcing myself on that defense. I'm doing what I do best and forcing myself on that defense. You know, and I think he should stay, even if the Steelers don't want him. Big Ben's best thing is making people who don't want him take him. That Ben's got to play to his strengths there. <laughs> yeah. See you, Ben. Won't miss you. L. <laughs> I'm glad we're like all unanimous, unanimously in the same boat about Ben Ben Roethlisberger. I know Dan is a Cowboys, I mean a Browns fan, so that doesn't surprise me on his end. But like Jason and Jacob and I are just no sympathy for the for the old man. Yeah, I'm sure he's a good person to maybe have a beer with. Hey, did you see that? Um, I'm not going to the bathroom with them. That's for damn sure. Yeah, not not too many beers. <laughs> like only like two or three, because then after like the fourth one, you don't know what could happen. So, oh man. Um, but yeah, Monday night had a football game. The Rams, Matthew, Elite Stafford, and Cam. What the fuck? Acres, <laughs> the Cam Acres card. Uh, looked really good. The Cam Akers card. Really generous to say that uh, that was a football game. There were a lot of football players on the field, but only one was playing a game of football. 
Uh, I, I'm really surprised that Cliff is still there. Honestly, I, there's so there's been reports coming from the Cardinals that, um, and of course Ian Rappaport. They got Ian Rappaport to step in and be like, "This didn't happen," you know? Yeah, I NFL that. insider. But um, Kyle, a guy who used to be an insider for the Cardinals, he's just now kind of a general coverage guy for ESPN, said that uh, Bidwell, the owner, Steve Keim, and Kingsbury had a really, really uh, a heated heated meeting about the future of the franchise. And Bidwell was just like, what, what did you do? How did you do that? How did you go from like the best team to like being a first round exit? It's not really a surprise to anyone who watched the Cardinals in recent weeks that that happened. Yeah. It, if, you, if you kept track of them in the last six weeks, it's just like you, you saw this coming. But like, here's the thing. Here's what blows my mind even most about this is you've already played this team twice and you beat them once in their stadium. Um, and don't let that second store score confuse anybody that was a lot closer than it should have been at the end a lot of that was garbage time um how how are you that unprepared against a team that you've already played twice how don't you know what's coming from them like you beat them once and then they came and beat you and then you didn't do anything to improve it and you even got like uh you know i i guess you didn't have hopkins but that's that that was kind of the storyline with the cardinals all year it's like one player getting injured just kind of broke the team. There was no depth. There was no depth behind Rodney Hudson, the center, when uh, when he went out. They had Max Garcia, who's fumbling every other snap. And then J.J. Watt goes down. The run game goes to shit. Hopkins goes down. And then you have to push A.J. Green up into the number one right receiver spot, and you have to put Kirk into the number two. And they, those just aren't one and two guys. Those are two and three guys. The team just can't take any injuries. Like maybe at running back because they have Edmonds and Connor, um, but Connor was nowhere to be found on uh, Monday's game. But the issue with the team is it's the backups just don't seem prepared. Uh, Cliff doesn't seem prepared. His offense completely fell apart, and it, it's a it's a trend for Cliff Kingsbury. So I'm I'm surprised he's still the coach here. Flip it and ship it. That was beautiful. Well said. Yeah, I'll 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 say this about this game because obviously I said Cardinals in a blowout. Obviously that was very very wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I <laughs> it was very very wrong. And um, so like my my thinking was is like like they beat the Cowboys. I know that like they skidded to the end of the season, but I was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's the playoffs. You know, they'll hit that second gear whatever but like it was it, it it just looked like they were never meant to be there that whole game um yeah. and it's so crazy because like that like in the first half of that season like they were unstoppable like they were legit ten playing and two they were yeah. ten and two they were playing like the best team in football there was a time where i was like yeah these this is this is the best team um, so I, I was hoping they would return to that form, but it's, uh, the, I mean, credit to the Rams. They played a good game, but I, I agree with the take. That's like, what, what Cliff Kingsbury, I think it was Jacob, you who shared that picture of like every season from Texas tech to, mm-hmm. to now, like he is imploded in the second half of the season. It's crazy. Um, and I think that their issues really do start with him. I'm going to pull up that graphic. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I, did, I missed that one. Could you, uh, could you share that again? 
But while you pull up that link, can I have a round of applause from everyone in the call? Eric Weddle got a pick six. That's awesome. Like I could have got, I could have gotten that pick. He I hadn't played it. Like I could have gotten years. that pick. Six. I don't, dude. I don't care, dude. Eric Weddle, man. Congratulations. You know. Okay, so here's here's the graphic. Yeah. Yeah. So this is back to Cliff Berry. Okay. Um, this is yes. the record rest of year essentially and beginning of year in front of us. Okay, so we'll start from this year because we mentioned it. Uh, he started seven and zero. They finished four and six for the rest of the year. Um, I guess the worst one would be like. 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 2 and 4. Uh, but this is just games one through seven to the rest of the year. In 2020, five and two, started five and two, finished three and six. Uh, 2019, oh. started three, three and one, finished two and seven. I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one just because we were the worst team in the league coming off from the number one pick. I agree. 2018, Cliff Kingsbury started five and two at Texas Tech, 0 oh and five. Is what he finished. 2017, so he started four and three, ended two and four. 2016, started three and four, ended two and three. 2015, started five and two, ended two and four. 2014, started three and four, ended one and four. And 2013, started seven and zero, oh, one and five. Really some these, bad. Really some bad. These, some of these years are kind of comparable if the first half isn't that good. But the point is, is he's not getting better as the season progresses. He's, he doesn't know how to coach depth. So when players go down, the next player that steps up isn't stepping up. Uh, he doesn't know how to change offensive schemes throughout the year. So when teams figure him out, teams figure him out. Right. He's just... He doesn't know how to adjust. And not only that, I mean, when you think about the Cardinals' star players, you're thinking of Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Rodney Hudson, Buda Baker, and um, Desi Hopkins already. It I is think also, of Simmons. It's also important to note, this dude had Patrick fucking Mahomes at Texas Tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, when, when you think about the star players on the Cardinals, with the exception of Buda Baker and Kyler Murray – the Cardinals either traded for them or picked them up in free agency. James Conner is another one. He, owned, I, I don't know if he set it or broke it or tied it or whatever, but uh, he's up there with the Cardinals uh, rushing touchdowns later now. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't know how to develop players once they come in to Arizona as rookies. There's no – the only stars we have, I f- think, that we drafted would be Buda Baker, who I think was there before him, and – I mean, Kyler, and I, I mean, he's not, he's not developing Kyler very well either. He's just kind of giving him good players. So it's like the Cardinals are winning in spite of Cliff Kingsbury. It's like Mike McCarthy, except for this guy is doing active damage. Uh, Jacob, was that a quote from Cliff Kingsbury that said, uh, essentially when he was asked about the playoffs, uh, we brought in some veteran players. So it's time for those veteran players to give some leadership uh, to the side of that graphic. Yeah, it's like, well, what don't like? I yeah, he's he's. I think he's talking about JJ Watt, but like, JJ Watt came back from a torn rotator cuff like weeks early to play on this playoff game. JJ Watt is like the face of the team for as far as I'm concerned. The dude's like a fucking monster. Everyone loves him. The dude gets me like wanting to play football. Like seeing it, like and. It was at the side of that Browns game. It was like, they make all these excuses. Maybe we're just fucking better. Like, as soon as he said that, I was like, fuck it. I'm putting on a helmet. I'm getting it, man. J.J. Watt is, like, 
could single-handedly be the coach of the Cardinals and we might be in a better position. He, I think it would develop players. I think it would inspire people more to get out there if he had more control. So yeah, I don't, it doesn't really seem like Cliff to blame the players. I mean, for as much as I have to say about Cliff, I think, I think he takes responsibility pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a pretty likable guy and the players like him. Um, so I won't really hold that against him because I don't, I don't really think that's a good quote to um, sum up uh, how, you know, his coaching style. Respectable opinion from Cardinals fan who has been tearing into Cliff Kingsbury has now said, you know, that's not fair to judge him by that one quote. So that just shows how respectable we are here on the average football enjoyers. I wasn't very respectable when I fucked Cliff Kingsbury's wife last night, though. (laughs) It's only fair, like banging his wife. Yeah, in done the in the playoffs. I'll fuck your wife. That was one of the worst. That was one of the worst games I've seen as a Cardinals fan. Anyway, given the context, I mean, there are like so that it's probably the the not counting the Super Bowl, probably the probably the second worst game I've ever seen as a Cardinals fan because. There was 58 to 0 Seattle. That was about 10 years ago. But that was okay because that team that kind of needed to happen because that's what that's what got Wizenhunt fired, and that's what forced them to bring in Arians. Mm-hmm. Um and like Carson Palmer and all that. So that kind of changed the franchise that one game. So it's kind of for the better. Um the game I would say was worse than it would be the Cardinals NFC championship game in Carolina. That's not the one with Ryan Lindley. Though Ryan Lindley one I would put below that because Ryan Lindley's fucking terrible and I can't really blame him for it. But this was like you're seeing your best guys go out there and do that. And that's what it felt like in that NFC championship game against Carolina. These are your best guys. This is a team they've played against uh twice already. You know, if it's backups, you're like, you know, whatever. Like they're backups. Like fuck it. But like these are your best guys. They should be better than that. And that's who you're rolling forward with as a franchise. And if, you know, if that's how you perform in the playoffs, you start having some concerns about like how much restructuring is actually needed. How many more guys do we need to bring in? How many draft picks do we need to have? Cause we have the standard amount. We don't, you know, have that many draft picks. So yeah, you know, whatever, at least Hopkins will be back. Yeah. But I mean, Hopkins is in his thirties now, isn't he? Nah. He's still got juice left in the tank. I mean, he's still got juice, but I mean, yeah, you talk about draft picks. I mean, that's DeAndre Hopkins 90. Okay, he's not or he's turning 30. Okay. Well, honestly, I think from a roster perspective, I think the Cardinals are fine. I think it's like I I I guess I can't put it into words better than Jacob did, but like the issues in the like coaching and the like scheme and preparation, I feel like are the main issues there. My my issue with the Cardinals is that I worry about their uh, ability to bounce back from this. You would have earlier in the season. So that loss to the Packers. I remember there was a quote from Kingsbury that was like, you know what? Everyone's hungry. Everyone wants to go out there and win. And then without Hopkins or Kyler and with losing Edmonds early in the next game, they went out and thrashed San Francisco 31-17. And that's 17 from San Francisco. A lot of that was in garbage time with Colt McCoy and James Conner just fucking mm-hmm. running the show. So they changed up their scheme. They got, you know, they got other players involved. They got players like Kirk. Kirk threw like a 40-yard pass or something. They got other players involved. So they bounced back from losses really well. But as the season went on, you know, they had, so they had this bad game against Carolina. I won't really talk about that one much. They beat Seattle. They beat uh, 
uh, they beat the Bears. And then it's this Rams game at home that really just kind of started the skid. You know, and they, 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 they just couldn't bounce back from it. Yeah. So in the last games, what is that? Loss, 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 five. One in five in the last six games, including the playoffs, the Cardinals are. One in four in the last regular season games, including a loss to Detroit, 30-12 to 12 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is 0-5 in playoff cl- clinching games, games that clinch the playoffs. He could have won two last year against uh, – I think he needed to win one game against either L.A. It was either L.A. or Seattle. He needed to win one of those, or he needed to win the closer against the 49ers. He couldn't do either. If we won one of those, we would have got a seventh wild card spot last year, but it didn't happen. And then this year, we could have beaten – if we beat L.A., we would have clinched the playoffs. Detroit, we would have clinched the playoffs. Indianapolis, we would have come to the playoffs. They lost all three of those games. Mm-hmm. 0-5 in playoff clinching games. And the only reason we clinched the playoffs was because um, I think the Vikings lost or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yep, yep. So, like, he, we, we didn't even clinch the playoffs on our own. I mean, this guy – and those are basically playoff games as far as I'm concerned. The big games, I think we were 0-3 in primetime games this year. Mm-hmm. Why? How are you not coaching these? Like, how are you not coaching the big games? Like, it's like, yeah, we can go out on Sunday in week three and, you know, put on a pretty good performance against, you know, like in Buffalo or something like that. But, you know, who cares when you can't win the big games? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. He should probably be fired. He's like the anti-Brian Flores almost. You start off hot and then go out and skid instead yeah. of starting off well or poorly and then – going on a good little run you um, could win the you could win the super bowl on an 11 and 6 record you could win it as long as you win those like a lot of if you start like you know four and five and then you finish like seven and seven and two or something and you have that momentum going into the playoffs you could win a super bowl off that yeah, yeah. the issue is that if, if, if it's flipped to where you're seven and zero, oh, and then you finish uh four and six right sucks yeah it sucks yeah mm-hmm um dan you wanted to talk about the seventh seed yes i did because i i was watching this game or like this whole wild card weekend of games and i'm sitting there and i'm i like philly versus tampa um steelers versus chiefs and i'm just like this is bullshit really it's it's like you have seven seeds and I you incre- you they increased it last year and I actually have the last year's games pulled up as well. This the it was number two Buffalo versus number seven Indianapolis. Buffalo wins by field goal. Um, and then you have number two New Orleans on the NFC side against number seven Chicago, nine to twenty one the New Orleans Saints win. And so I'm asking myself, why do we need a seventh seed in the playoffs? Because it's clear that these teams cannot compete. These teams are essentially, at least this year, I'll give credit to Indianapolis for, for doing 24 to 27 last year. Um, but it's like, these, these, there's no way these teams are competitive and it's really just kind of screwing up these games because they're all ending up in blowouts because now all the, the seating is, is, is screwed up. So I say 
take it back to the old format, give a, give another buy to the second seed. And I think we would have a much more quality of games. Um, I agree. I think the argument here isn't should the seventh seed be removed, but really should there be that big of a wild card weekend, I guess. Like, because, yeah, it's the seeding that gets almost screwed up. Like, if you look at it, like, number one and two get the bye week this year. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, only only the one seed gets a bye week. Right. And so the game would have been, let's see, it would have been, if there wasn't a seventh seed, it would have been uh, still Buffalo versus New England and Bengals versus, no, that's not right. It would have been, wait. Yeah, that's still right. No, nothing really changes, I guess, in terms of the playoff seeding. So I'm just going to cut that part, but yeah, still, that, yeah, it adds just a, I don't know. Then I don't know. I have no opinion. Like why, that. why are we playing this worthless game? Why, why are we like, if you're the number two seed, you're getting screwed because now you have to play some trash to your team when you could have had a bye week. Yeah. And it's like, it's like three hours of my time. I'll never get back watching these games because obviously I want to watch all the, all the playoff games. Yeah. It's uh Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because on the AFC, yeah, you should argue maybe it should be eight teams. But then on the NFC, if you make it eight teams, then we have a Saints playoff game as well this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, no, and it, I, I will say it makes the end of the regular season more fun because, now, like, now it's the last game of the season. We're rooting for a tie because, you know, we want chaos, right? And But it's just like once the playoffs come, it's like – I, it, I don't want to see Big Ben fucking noodle arm it against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just, it's I, just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see Big Ben fucking either, but that, that hasn't stopped him in the past. Yeah, fair. Well, I'll say this the seventh seed would have been fine if the Raiders and Chargers tied because then we would have had a Chargers seventh seed. Um, yeah, point. I, uh, I'm getting neutral on the seventh seed. I mean, yeah, hey. I, I can't really see a, a, you know, I get that wild cards have won it in the past because sometimes you get tough divisions. But I don't really ever see a situation in which a team who can't secure a five or six, even that sixth seed, can do anything in the playoffs. If you can't secure the sixth seed, I don't really get how you think you're, you know, going to do anything of notice in the playoffs. So I, I tend to agree, but hey, it's more football, it's more fun. Um, but yeah, that really does screw over the, the second seed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. plus it would, by, by taking out the second seed, I, I suppose by keeping the seventh seed, you are keeping the last week more competitive, but by, if you were to keep the second seed, there's an incentive for teams to go after the second seed more. So maybe that makes a, the, those teams play more competitively mm-hmm. later on in the season, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. but yeah, like I said, it does eliminate you know, more teams. So maybe it makes it, less, less games competitive overall. Yeah. I think at this point, especially with adding a week to the end of the regular season, it's as much as done having the seventh seed. If it was still 16 with six seeds, I think that's perfect, but you've already added the week of the season. So you've already basically committed on like trying to force a seventh seed, almost like a true seventh. Yeah. Seed. So the NFL really just, yeah. I mean, the NFL really just needs to step back and, you know, yeah, it's not going to happen, but, just say, you know, maybe we need to do what's best for the game rather than seeing how many games we can pump out, you know? Yeah. It's not good for the players. The players don't want it. Um, but, hey, that's the world we live in, baby. 
Let's go. More football, more CTE, more fantasy points. <laughs> more commercials, more more Coors Light, more Buffalo Wild Wings commercials, more football, more fun with friends, more beer, more fun with friends, more content, more sitting on your couch, having the game directly broadcasted into your brain through a series of pixels forming color rays that you will receive with your eyes, more football, more Rogers rate, more State Farm, more Better Business Bureau, more Liberty, 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 more football, more fun, more fantasy, more beer, more fun with friends, more fantasy, checking phone, watching ESPN, getting a subscription to Paramount Plus so you can watch Inside the NFL, more football, more friends, more commercials, more ads, more Bud Light, more Dilly Dilly, more Liberty, 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 more Rogers Rate, more Built for Tough, more football, more NFL. I think it's better for everyone. Yeah, I wonder how much 15 minutes would save on my car insurance. If only we could find out. Yeah. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Um, before we move on to the uh, final topic of tonight, these last four playoff games, well, not the last four, but these four playoff games to decide our conference championships. So we've done it. We've wrapped up the last playoff. We've, we've given our takes on the seventh seed. And now it's finally time to talk about Divisional Weekend. We've got four great games ahead of us. First off, we've got the Bengals heading to Nashville, Tennessee to play the Titans. And Derrick Henry is playing 100%. Hell yeah. Derrick Henry is back. And I think that spells bad news for the Tennessee Titans. Bengals win by 20 this weekend. Uh, both quarterbacks throw a pick. That's for sure. Uh, but T Higgins gets two touchdowns. Joe Mixon gets two touchdowns. Derrick Henry can't quite get it going. He maybe has 60 yards and maybe a touchdown, but I think the Titans are going to try too hard to force him back from injury, try too hard to get into the game plan. And I don't know, maybe they'll go with a four headed attack, but I don't know. Something about Derrick Henry coming back just doesn't seem right. I don't know. Like, I thought I'd be excited for it, but it doesn't seem right for the Titans at this point in the playoffs. This is a really good um, type of game I see a lot in the NFL, the Bengals, the Titans. It's where you have a flashy team, a team with a lot of star potential and Burrow and Chase. Um, And then you have the team, on the other hand, that while they still have really good players, is more methodical with their approach. They're better coached. Um, it, it's more about getting the most out of like your role players, getting the most about like blocking assignments. So it's really X's and O's football. Not to say the Bengals don't have that, but that's just kind of how I see these two teams. And I would say most of the time, as much as you want like the flashy star player to win, it's a game of inches. It's a game of X and O's role players blocking assignments buzzwords 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 the point is that i think the titans take this one i think they're better prepared i think they're better coached um but you know i'm, I'm ready to be proven wrong i mean it, there, there's a lot of star potential from cincinnati but you know it, it's it, it's very easy to forget about how good the titans are it it, it does sneak up on you that's true yeah I'll 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 say this about this game and um I agree with a lot of 
uh, what Jacob just said there. Um, I've, I have wrongly predicted the Bengals to lose about four games on this podcast, but what's one more? I think the Titans will win this one. And, and here's, here's my reason why I have a couple of reasons why first off, Mike Frabel as a head coach, eight and oh, when he has more than I think like seven or eight days to prepare for a game, he's never lost for a game when he's had a bye week. So he's always come back and won the game after a bye week. Huh. Um, and I also, I was looking at videos of Derrick Henry in practice. Dude looks like he was never even injured. He is fucking, I think he's ready for this game. I think he's going to get 20 plus touches. I think he might get one to two touchdowns in this game. I do think that this game is going to be close. And for my betters out there, uh, I have bet this over. I think it's what 47 or 48 and a half right now. I'm hammering this over because I think this will be a high scoring game. Um, and I think the Titans edge it out. I think they win and they cover here. Yeah. I, I, I think they use Henry less than that. I think Henry probably puts up mediocre numbers, maybe 80 and a touchdown, maybe. Um, and maybe that's intentional. I think that will be intentional. I think they know what to expect from Henry. Uh, you know, it's not a all hands on deck. We have to win this game no matter, even if Henry gets injured again. It's uh, we have we've won without Henry. We can win with Henry in a limited role, kind of savor him, and then like maybe next week we bring him into a, a, a more dominant role. I think I am taking that over for sure. What was it? 47 and a half. I'm definitely taking that over. Um, because of Jamar Chase. I mean, the dude's absolutely insane. He's getting hot at the right time. Um, but you know what? We'll see, we'll see how Joe Burrow fares on the road in the playoffs. There's a big difference between playing at the home in the playoffs when all the fans are on your side because you haven't won a playoff game in 31 years. And they're excited for the future. It's a big difference between that and then you're the away team. And this is the first time the Titans have been in the number one seed since 1998 or something. I don't know if that's true. I'm just assuming. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Well, they went to the Super Bowl. I assume they were probably the number one seed that year against the, the Kurt Warner Super Bowl. But, you know, going to a team, a team stadium that has the number one seed and typically does not have the number one seed, now you're on the reverse end of that. That's a completely different playoff game than playing at home. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, I want to take a moment. Can we all uh, agree here that 80 yards and a touchdown is average for Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, if, he, if I saw that, I'd be like, ah, that's right. It's average. And then, and then can we take a moment to appreciate how awesome it is to have someone playing right now where 80 yards and a touchdown is average? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think, I think he's above average in this game, even if I, uh, maybe they do limit him a little bit, but I think he gets at least 100 yards. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I think like I, I, I maybe will follow that Dan, because like I said, I think they try to use Derrick Henry too much. Maybe we'll have the Cam Akers effect. Cam Akers looked amazing, uh, post-injury and, uh, that was Achilles and fractured foot is, I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. I don't know how comparable that is to be honest, but, uh, I would maybe argue worse. And that's why I'm scared. Like, I feel like a fractured foot. It's, I don't know something something seems off about Derrick Henry coming back so early I hope it doesn't mean injury for him in game or what uh, whatever Matt do you have any takes I haven't heard anything of him yet 
but I think he's going to – I don't know. If they can't get the passing game going, I think they're going to rely on him a lot. And I think they're just going to kind of throw him out there and expect him to carry them. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the game goes, how it goes, if they stick to the passing game or if they just completely abandon it and just go with Henry the whole time. Any predictions on the game in Hull? I think the Titans win. So cool. I think they find a way to win. That means Jason's our sole Bengals predictor here. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to bet. I mean, the Bengals are hot. Titans haven't played in like two weeks, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I have another favorite team, it'll be the Titans. So I want to see them win. I don't know. I've got to keep following through with my Bengals. I had them in the AFC Championship on my bracket. So yeah, I hope so. Have- you've, you've been right. You've been you've been hot on the Bengals this whole time. Well, I haven't, and you've been right on your predictions, and I've been wrong. So I'll we'll say see this. what happens. I'll, I'll say this. This is the one game this week that I'm almost like. Actually, I say that and I'm looking at it. But this, there's just no way this game is good either way. I'm happy with either team winning, and there's just no way either team's good. It's one of those games where I'm going to be rooting for whoever has the ball at the moment. Yeah. And if it's Henry, if it's Jamar Chase, I'll go with either of those at the time. I'm just looking for like, you know, this is one of, one of those ones where you just kind of kick back your legs. <laughs> it's just one of those ones you kick back your legs and you're like, this is the future of the NFL right here. And this is the future of the AFC. And I wouldn't have it any other way. True. I'm super excited for this game. Uh, to quote CBS Sports, <laughs> I think I'm going to leave my money bag emoji out of this and simply bet on my heart emoji. The Bengals have a bad matchup, but they've got Joe Cool. So kinda, that's 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 kind of cringe. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, that's that. kind of cringe. <laughs> CBS Sports is is very very bad. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen something like that <laughs> before. <laughs> Will <I'm> Benson. Gonna... <laughs> Imagine being like the guy who like reads like CBS Sports every morning. And not just because, like, it's on Google. Like, like you're in the comments section of every article. Just, like, <laughs> usually like your work, Mr. Locke and Fora, but today I will disagree and then getting into arguments and then eventually getting banned from the CBS because um, <laughs> you're heated after a long argument with your wife. And yeah, they, upsetting, they, upsetting the mods at CBS Sports. <laughs> and then they ban you from the CBS Sports comments section because you blame someone. Um you blame someone for uh, riling you up and making your wife leave and take the kids and go to a hotel and stay the night there because they said something about Derrick Hen- Derek Henry's injury. And they also said that uh, Aaron Rodgers was washed. And then you throw your shoe at the TV and it breaks. And then the next morning you have to wake up really early before work and you go in at like nine. So you have to go to Walmart at like seven and you have to pick up the TV and you put on the order online and you pay online. And it says it's going to be ready at 7 a.m. And you go and it's not ready. And it's like, why did I even, they're like, you have to go to customer service to finalize it. And it's like, why did I even pay online if I'm going to have to run my card anyway? Why can't you just put it straight into my car? And you put it in your car and they're being kind of rough with it. And you're like, whoa, if this breaks, if this breaks, 
it's because of this and I don't know what to do. And then you bring it back home, you put the new TV up and then you find out it's a different size. So you got to buy a new TV mount as well. And your wife, the wife and the kids are still at the, the, the at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then you open it. They did break the TV when putting it in. So you're on hold with customer service for Walmart. And they're, they're telling you, oh, sir, there's nothing we can do. And, and you don't, you don't have video footage of the person breaking your tv and that's what they want because it happened in the parking lot it didn't happen in the store it happened in the parking lot while they were putting in your car why would i ask somebody to put it in my car if they're just going to break it anyway can you imagine being that guy who browses cbs sports and does that it's funny i can Uh, now yeah that was beautiful that was beautiful uh i hope that struck a chord for some of you listening, the average football enjoyers. Yeah, I, I'm sorry if you're an average CBS enjoyer that we just offended you mightily there. I think that struck a chord with it at least. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the like ordering online and it not being ready struck a chord. Somebody but- listening to this is like, finally, someone who's not afraid to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a podcast that speaks their mind. <laughs> the... Next game, San Francisco 49ers traveling to the cold, cold Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, looks like not too many injuries for the 49ers. Everyone's questionable. Jimmy Garoppolo was worried early in the week, but coming out looking good now, full participation. Jo- Nick Bosa, uh, concussion, full participation. That's, uh, that's the NFL for you. <laughs> I'm so glad. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo isn't really good. And not because the Cardinals are in the same division as him. It's because I just couldn't handle like one of the best quarterbacks just being like really hot. <laughs> like at least I get by on like Aaron Rodgers just being kind of like a normal looking dude. But could you imagine if like Aaron Rodgers was like smoking hot and like you just had to, you're just like, whatever. This guy kind of deals with it. God damn. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just glad he's not really that good. So I can, uh, I think I, I, oh, this one's hard because, you know, if you, if you look at it on, on the stat sheets, you'll say that Green Bay should kind of wipe the floor with the 49ers. But if there's one team's kryptonite for the Green Bay Packers over the last 10 years, 10 or so years, it's been the 49ers, like who knocks them out of the playoffs in the NFC championships. Um, yeah, I don't, it's it's hard. It's hard. I don't want to say Green Bay is going to be a first round exit, but I don't. I don't see the San Francisco team being beatable right now. I think this is. I think this is probably going to be the best game of the week, the weekend. Um. Oh, but I will take the Packers on this just because I think Aaron Rodgers isn't a first round exit. He has to get to the NFC Championship game so he can lose another one. I'll say this. It's five and a half point spread. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm taking if I'm, I'm assuming in favor of the Packers. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm taking the 49ers uh, with the spread. I'm taking the 49ers. Okay. Uh, and then Dan, do you have, I don't have the like a uh, game total, like over under in front of me. Do you have that? Which yeah, one? I do actually. Um, the over under on this game is 47 opened at 47 and a half. So it's gone down half a point. Um, uh, I will say this about the game. Mm-hmm. I think that this game, and I, I, I really do like the 49ers, and I know the 49ers have had 
the Packers name in the playoffs, but I'll, but I'll say this. I think the, I think the real matchup, I think their defenses are similar in terms of skill, at least. And I think that Aaron Rodgers puts the Packers over the edge to win this game. I think that Jimmy G it's going to be single digit degrees. I read that the, the lowest uh, temperature game that Jimmy G has played was about 32, 31 degrees. He's going to be going into single digits in Lambeau. I think that this is this game is going to come down to Aaron Rodgers has home field advantage and temperature advantage in Lambeau. And I think that I think Green Bay wins and covers, but I think it's only by a touchdown. You, d- you don't need Jimmy G to go out there and do what Aaron Rodgers does. You don't need him to go punch for punch for Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the game, then Jimmy G loses every time, but it's not. All Jimmy G needs to do is he needs to go out there and he can't turn the ball over because you can't give Aaron Rodgers any more opportunities than he's going to have. And you can't force your defense to stop Aaron Rodgers all game. What Jimmy G needs to do is he needs to go out there and he needs to sustain drives for as long as he possibly can. The more you keep Rodgers on the sideline, the better chance you have of winning. You need, and you yeah. need to get dynamic with the football. And this comes down to Shanahan. You need to get your players in easy plays. You need to start off by giving Jimmy G some easy plays, You know, maybe an easy slant to Devo. Um, you need to give him good check downs, um, you know, maybe even a screen or two there. And you just need to keep these long drives going. And if you do that and your defense holds up there under the bargain, I, I, I saw that um, Bosa and Fred Warner look like they're good to play. Um, you, you have a really, really good shot of winning those games if you do that thing. Yeah. If you do those things, if you're San Francisco. I'll, I, 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 that's a good point. I'll say this as well. I think the key for the Packers to win this game is stop the run. If you stop the run and put the game into Jimmy G's hands, like you said, that's not a part of their game plan, but they, the Green Bay Packers need to make it so that Jimmy G has the game in his hands, force him to make those mistakes. And if they can stop the run and put the game in Jimmy G's hands, I think, you know, you make it Jimmy G versus Rodgers. That's how the Packers win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this CBS article. I mean, it says that the Green Bay's run defense is extremely questionable. And I talked earlier, I really like Elijah Mitchell. I really do. And so I don't, I don't generally think the Green Bay run defense is extremely questionable. I think they're fine and probably good uh, from what I know about the Green Bay defense. So I don't know. I don't know. But if that's true, Elijah Mitchell easily gets 100 yards and two touchdowns, and 49ers just handle this game easily. At that point, Garoppolo only has to throw like two, and you've got Debo Samuel and Kittle. I mean, that's, that's perfect. I, I I'm never a Green Bay Packers fan either. Last episode, we tried to, you guys tried to persuade me to pick a episode or a, a podcast favorite to win the Super Bowl, and I would not pick the Packers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking the Packers either. I think the Super Bowl winner comes from the AFC. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a hot take. I like it too. I, I, it, Bengals are probably like, I really like the Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. They're hot. They're fucking good. Uh, but I also don't like their defense. So, I mean, I don't know. That's why I think that I think the winner comes from the NFC this year. I really do. And so that's probably the Rams it's looking like. Or the 49ers. God, what if it came from the NFC West, Jake? Are you crying? Uh, I don't mind the 49ers. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go 49ers win. I definitely smashed a 47 and a half point over under over 
over as fuck. Elijah Mitchell, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Debo Samuel, 100 yards, one touchdown. George Kittle, 70 yards, one touchdown. 47 and a half? Yeah. Under. Under. 23-20 Green Bay. Nice. Yeah, 23-20, 23 or 2017. You know, that kind of that kind of ballpark. But 20 under and Green Bay wins it, but may, maybe like a field goal or something. It's really hard to see a really high scoring game in such cold weather because of how hard the ball is. You're not getting these deep passes off, you know, as much. Did it last yeah. time. Also also two great defenses as well. Yeah, two really good defenses. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely taking that under. I mean, I just kind of the, – the Bills-Patriots game last week was historically cold. I want to say, like, it felt like negative nine or something like that um, or what – and was, like, ten, like, actually degrees outside. So uh, – and Bills went crazy um, in all facets, and the Patriots have a generally good defense. So, I don't know if it means too much, especially teams that are so physical. And if it is like that, then, I mean, 49ers definitely smash win. Any final thoughts before we move on to another great game? You know, these games are starting to get good. Uh, the Rams Buccaneers. Hit us with the Rams Bucks. Mm-hmm. Rams at Tampa. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites. I definitely don't like that. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. It really is. Extremely hard to bet against Tom Brady. And extremely hard to bet for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> but the Buccaneers, I mean, are just hurt. <laughs> like they're this just is, hurt. <laughs> this is one of Brady's, one of Brady's primes. There's a lot of primes in his career, and this is one of them. Uh, him being this hot and the team being this good, they're not a first round exit. And it's just, it, it really is that simple. Um, well, this would be second. Uh, well, first game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they played the Eagles. I, I thought, you know, in my head, I was like, this is a bye week for them. Um, you know, it either way, I, I, I still think anything below uh, making the conference finals for Brady is a failure every year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's below, like he's performing below uh, expected. I yeah, I, I yeah, I still think Tampa's just the better team. I, th- I I think this one does come down to a game of quarterbacks. Um. And I think it will have to be Matthew Stafford versus Tom Brady, and I'm taking Tom Brady. Yeah. Kind of thinking about it, like, yeah, Tampa Bay's hurt, but hurt just means now they're an average NFL team or maybe even still above average. Like, they go from extremely elite to, like, still pretty damn good. Like, Mike Evans is really good. Gronk is somehow still really good. It's like with the Stafford games. Like, every, it's like every few games he has, like, a really bad game. And once he has a couple good ones, you know what's coming. You know? You, yeah. you know, you know, in the back of your head, and I'm sure it's like that as a Rams fan, you're just watching, you're like, oh, this is going to be, it, it's got to be this game. And if it's not this game, then it's going to be the NFC Championship game. But it's going to be one of these two games where Stafford just goes out there, and I'm talking like, you know, the stat line might not be that bad. It might be a touchdown and an interception, but he's missing big time plays. You know, he's, he's not, he's not hitting the plays he needs to. He's not putting on, you know, a Super Bowl level performance, um, and I, I, I just think it's this game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, stat line for Stafford's probably going to be like one touchdown, one interception, like two hundred and fifteen yards, and like sixty something percent completion, like just mid, just average. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Jason. 
for our listeners, Underdog Fantasy, uh, prop betting app uh, that lets you just bet on things that'll happen. Not only this weekend uh, has a a bet that you can bet on if uh, Debo Samuel have over under one yard receiving. Uh, also, if you are listening right now and you also agree with Matthew Stafford having a pretty poor game, you can bet on him having over half an interception or over under 279 and a half pass yards. Um, under, yeah. under 279. Right, or even probably. probably an interception. So there's some yeah, good so I'm taking, both of them. I'm taking both of those for sure. Plug that, plug that app there. Danny has some thoughts on the actual game outcome. Um, yeah, I do. But first, I'll say Underdog should sponsor us. You know, just throw us, throw us a couple, <laughs> throw us a couple hundred dollars each, and we'll, we'll sponsor. It will be sponsored by you. But anyways, um, this game is is my matchup of the weekend. I think that this is the closest in terms of like uh. I think in score that will be this week and hence why the line is so small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rams are on paper. The Rams are better than the bucks right now. I'm just saying on paper in terms of who's injured, who's not the Rams roster, they should win this game. That being said, I'm not going to bet against Brady on this game. I, I think, I think that Brady finds a way to win this game again, like Rams had a really great game last week, but they also have not been the most consistent team in the NFL that much is for sure. And um, I think that Brady edges this one out. I, I think they win and cover. Brady edges. Headline. Oh, Br- Brady's edging, especially like when he's kissing, kissing his sons and daughters. It's a little bit of an edge, you know, on the lips. If it's on the lips, you're edging. <laughs> Um, any final takes on the Rams Buccaneers uh, from our boys? The fan, the, the average- I don't have anything for Matt in these notes. Matt, what's your take? Interesting. Um, I don't know. It's I, I honestly think it's gonna be a toss up. Stafford could like go crazy and carve up Tampa Bay, or he could throw like three picks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's more about how Stafford's going to play than Tom Brady. I think we all know how Tom Brady is going to play. He's going to have a great game and just be unbeatable. So I think it comes down to Stafford and what he does and if he can keep up with uh, Tom Brady because I don't think Tom Brady's going to be having many three and outs. So we'll see. Let's cut over to Matt for the analysis. Yeah, I think they'll either be good or they won't. (laughs) Yeah, it will be. Um, yeah. So what's your final prediction? Um, I think Tampa Bay wins. Tampa like Bay wins. 30 to 20. Yeah. Tampa's uh, Matt's Super Bowl prediction from last week. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I think they're going to win all the way. So Every single every single one of them. Yep. Tom Brady, one million passing yards. Is it game of the week time? Game of the week. Game of the week. Um. Uh, yeah, this yeah, should the, this should be the Super Bowl. Yeah, it really should. Bill's I don't know. I don't know if I'd say Super Bowl, but at least this should be the AFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bills at Chiefs. This is a great, great game. Streaming on Paramount Plus. Plugged earlier during that part. <laughs> um, Kansas City Chiefs favored by two points. The over/under is fifty-four. Um, 
It's so hard. It's, uh, you know, as much as I want Buffalo to win this game and as much as I want them, I, I don't think it's completely time for Buffalo to step up to the plate and, you know, say, we're the force in the AFC. Um, as much as I want them to. I th- and the reason why is because Mahomes is almost unstoppable in December and January. I mean, the dude's an absolute unit mm-hmm. in these, you know, late season games when the games actually matter. I mean, we're talking what three? This is his fourth year, right? Yeah. Uh, fourth, fourth year starting. Fourth year starting. Was well, AFC Championship win Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl. He's, he's not going out here. I mean, the dude's a beast. Uh, Kelsey Hill. Um, you know, you don't even really need to put a, a defense on the field. Andy Reid's just an incredible coach, and I'm so glad to see that his career has been revitalized um, after leaving Philadelphia. So as much as I want Buffalo to win it, I think it will be Kansas. Uh, what's, what's the spread on this? Let's get the spread. Um, uh, I have it. Kansas City, too. Yeah. Kansas City by two? Or I'm seeing two and a half. Two and a half. Or actually, um, you're right. Sorry. Wrong game. Wrong game. Two. I am taking – probably take the – yeah, I'll take Kansas. I think Kansas covers. I mean, two is such a small spread that, like, yeah. it could be a really close game, and it's like, you know, you win by, like, three. Yeah. Or, like, you win by – or something it's just like a missed touchdown on like the last play from buffalo or something but yeah i really want buffalo to win i really do i think they're my favorite team left in the playoffs but um yeah i gotta go kansas Uh, yeah i'll i'll I'll, this this game i feel like is a really fun game in terms of you have two high-powered offenses uh you know kansas city defense has gotten better throughout the year uh the bills defense is stellar um against the pass at least and um i think i think the bills win this game i i i look at last week and both mahomes and josh allen had great games but i think josh allen in terms of when i was watching the game i thought josh allen played better than mahomes played and I look at the Bills team, I think they just – I think they're hungrier than Kansas City is right now mm-hmm. based on the way they play. And I think the Bills win this. I have money on it so on the Bills' money line, so I think they win and cover. Um, but this this will be a game with fireworks, I guarantee you that. Yep. Yeah. Extremely impressed uh, by the Bills last week. Just absolute domination, so it's hard to bet against them right now. I think, uh, I don't know, you can't go wrong either way. I'd like to go with the Bills here. I really would. Uh, but the Chiefs uh, starting to get healthy again with Tyreek Hill looking still pretty good. Uh, Travis Kelsey hitting a little bit of a stride. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here as well, even with the spread. And we'll go under 54, though. That seems that seems fair. A lot of points. Yeah. It's a lot of points. I – I think it's a good I think it's a good over under, but that's also a lot of points. It's a lot of points. So yeah. uh no player predictions on this one. I think it's too hard to say. Uh maybe both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes only have two touchdowns, like each. Like, Interesting. Like so four total from Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And so it'll come down to the rest of the players, maybe even special teams. I might even go with a special teams touchdown. 
from this game. Matt, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I think it's going to be a lot different than last year, of course. I think Josh Allen's way better than he was. And honestly, I think they well, I think they edge out the Chiefs. I go with him having two rushing touchdowns. And yeah, I think that's the difference is him making plays on the ground. Josh Allen rushing in. That's the prediction. Yeah, Josh Allen has been incredible on the ground. Yeah, I think that's his edge over Mahomes. Matt, is the rest of our football games, we're starting to get down to the nitty-gritty. And uh, we're not going to have much football left, so let's enjoy it while we play. Yeah, this is crazy. I I think these games will definitely be better than the last week we only had like two good games um but i think i think this week it's there's gonna be fireworks and drama galore yeah way way more entertaining in the first round that Mm -hmm. was awful yep last week sucked and we're gonna find out if it's because of the seventh seed or what as we continue to watch many more years of nfl football uh and you'll hopefully be able to listen to many more years of the average football enjoyer. Hell yeah. <laughs> subscribe. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, follow on Instagram Reels. Jacob, thank you for joining me. Dan, thank you for joining me. Matt, thank you for joining me. Reese, I know you're gone, but thank you for joining. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, peace. Peace. Peace, guys. <laughs>